Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning. We're here for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari. And this week, we are joined by Extraordinary Educator Monica Maxey. Oh my goodness. She taught me something. I can't wait for y'all to listen to this episode. She just, her voice is calming. She shares some wonderful techniques around mindfulness. It's going to be, it's, it just, you're going to learn so much. Yes. It's so, so great to hear just how she kind of has a reset with her students coming back from break and how she ensures that their minds and bodies are calm before they dive into instruction. So here we go. With us today, we have extraordinary educator, Monica Maxi. Monica, welcome. We are so happy to have you. Hi, it's nice to be invited. Of course. So we'd like to just start off with you introducing yourself to our listeners, um, just you know where you are, what you teach, how long you've been teaching, and then we'll move on. Okay. Uh, my name is Monica Maxi. I am a special educator at Summersville Grade School. Um, we are in the Midwest, Mount Vernon, Illinois. Um, the school that I teach at is a very small 250 students. Um, we have 17 teachers. Um, it's a wonderful little school district just on the outer skirts of, of our town. So I, uh, again, have been working for 24 years as a special educator, working with kindergarten through third, fourth grade, typically. So Woo! first off, Hello. Congratulations. Thank we you. are so excited to meet you and congrats on being part of the 2023 class. Woo -woo. Thank you. Thank you. And I was a former special ed teacher and holy cow, 23 years. It's so impressive. Thank so you. tell us what, what exciting things are you doing today now? So today was our first day back from our uh, holiday break. And, um, I work with a lot of students, both in um, the special education realm, but also I work in the intervention programs within our school. I co-teach in the general education classrooms. Um, and about nine, 10 years ago, we really started trying to implement getting kids' days started in a very positive way, especially those that struggled with the transition of coming into school. And um, I started doing some mindfulness activities, uh, continued to read about different ways of calming children or calming adults um, to get the day started. And I started using those techniques with some of my students. And then fast forward, that continued for the next few years. And our school ended up getting a grant um, to create what we call a sensory room. And um, we have all kinds of opportunities to take children, and that's from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade, into this use into this room to use resources um, to help with calming activities or just running off our energy or doing whatever we need. And I started doing some of my mindfulness activities in there. So that's kind of where that all got started. And um, this morning, so I've been doing that for many years. This morning, um, we came into the building and the kids were all going to breakfast and coming in and um, it was very hectic. And we had new aides in the building that uh, we have subs filling in for people that are out sick. And um, I had a substitute came in to assist me with all of my students. And um, 
the children came in and they were just so excited and so wound up. And we sat in a circle and we had a talking spoon and each one of us took a turn to tell a little bit about our entire um, break, just one little snippet of their break that they enjoyed. Um, And then we proceeded with what we do every morning, which is our mindfulness. And um, it starts off with us um, just doing some stretches. And then we go into some yoga um, with positive affirmations within those yoga moves um, that help them feel more confident about themselves. Um, The deep breathing techniques Um, But we added something to that right before break. And I didn't know if the children really were super interested in, in it, but what was so beautiful when we got to that point, after we had completed our yoga, we do something called bilateral stimulation. And um, the research that I've learned about really helps children that have dealt with a lot of trauma or children that deal with, um, dysregulation with their emotions. Um, I have some children that um, really have a hard time transitioning in the morning. And so we have a lot of negative behaviors walking into the building and they just struggle with, you know, being with their peers, being with their teachers, um, some defiant behaviors that will happen. And from what I've read, a lot of this bilateral stimulation has really shown positive um positive ways of impacting the students as they move into their day. So after we finished, the kids immediately said, and I use the words bilateral stimulation, and they know because I turn on some music that has kind of a a metronome type of beat to it. And um, they immediately said, are we going to get to do this bilateral stimulation? I was like, oh my gosh, they one, know the words. uh, And two, we're looking so forward to that. And we haven't used that for very long. So we immediately went into that. And um, after we finish with that, everyone lays down and we do some meditation. So they each have an area in the room that they lie down and they either have a weighted blanket or they can have an exercise ball or they can just lay down with a stuffed animal or um, a mat. I might have a soft mat or something that they can sit on. Um, And they all went into their spaces and got started. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to see how much they looked forward to coming into that, 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 that some of those things that I had brought in they actually responded and wanted, sorry, they really wanted to do that. Um, and these, uh, these are kids that just don't do well in school in the morning. Um, so first off, do not apologize ever. Um, I'm in awe that you are doing this as a teacher that's been doing this for 24 years. And I taught special ed for 10 it's so great you're doing this. It's so great. The kids need it. And for all of you listener out there, listener, just one, all of the listeners, I'm assuming there's more than one. <laughs> Everyone needs this. Yes. This, it has been a nutso year. Sarah mm-hmm. and I were just talking that we actually got, uh, we were fortunate to have a week off of work. Mm-hmm. Um, our company closed for a week. We all need a break. Mm-hmm. Your students are coming back. They need a break that uh, can be a lot. It can be a lot for atypical students. It can be a lot for neurodivergent people. It can be a lot for just whoever. So the fact that you've done this is wonderful. I, I do want to unpack a couple things. Number one, what is bilateral stimulation? Stimulation. 
So bilateral stimulation is when, again, it's more of a, a beat that um, you focus on. And one of the beats that you do is just by tapping each shoulder back and forth with your arms crossed. And it starts to calm your senses. One, because you're crossing that midline, but you're also touching those shoulders in a rhythmic, a rhythmic type of way. Another one is where you're stomping your foot from the left to the right, back and forth, and you do it in a rhythmic way. Um, we also do where they punch bilaterally, you know, they go across and again, crossing that midline. Maybe that down right there. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, in doing those types of stimulating activities, it calms the sensory, um, your neurological system. Um, the research that I read really talked about trauma kids and how, or tra trauma in general, whether it's children or adults, um, using some of those strategies helps someone. It's an easy activity for people to do. And they can do it anywhere. And you don't have to really think about what you're doing. It automatically calms the body without you having to focus on it that much because it it really starts, it makes you focus automatically kind of on yourself and on your body. Um, just like with yoga, because you have to go into certain movements and you have to hold those poses, it forces you to focus more in on yourself and your muscles and what you're doing. But that bilateral stimulation, I turn on some music and really it's like a metronome that's it's like hitting a beat and they just follow along with that. And again, like I said, when they asked for that and they called it by name, I was like, wow, I can't believe we've been gone for two weeks and I wouldn't have guessed in a million years that they really held on to this. And this is these are children kindergarten to fifth grade. I mean. And for them all to be so excited about doing that, just it, it really <clears throat> excited me. And I think we were all nervous coming back to school after two weeks off because I know some of my children go into settings that are not always a setting that helps them be the best they can be. And so when they come to school, it's very hard for them to get back into good routines and focus on doing schoolwork, <laughs> doing math. You know, after I've been gone for two weeks and I come back, I'm ready. I have my lesson plans ready. I can't wait to see these children. But I remember, I have to remember as well that they don't always come to school from a morning of they've had a nice morning. They may not have wanted to get up. They may have not had breakfast. They may not have had dinner the night before and they're coming in and they may be grumpy or they may be nervous about coming back to school. Um, There's just a lot in there. And so I think that's where all the emotion came was these children have just been away from me for so long and I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know if if I was going to have to put out a lot of fires first thing in the morning or if we were going to have a lot of emotions um, defiance in the morning. And, and it just went so beautifully. I was like, Oh, this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> so.
It's the best feeling. And, and thank you. And thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that with us. I think there are so many small things that you did to create that ah, moment with your kids. Um, and clearly like the, the foundations for the systems you have in place and, and the trust and the relationships are there. And I think too, it definitely emphasizes the importance of just being transparent with kids, naming what you're doing. This is called, like, that's how they know, right? There's there's no reason to hold back um, information um, or, or, or not, you know, just tell them this is called this. And, and, and clearly it's powerful because they're remembering it. And I'm sure some of them did it over the break <laughs> at right. home. Right. Um, and then also just, just getting that buy-in, this is going to help us because of X, Y, and Z. And, and they understand the importance. And I can just imagine that beautiful moment in your classroom. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. And one thing I did, I didn't include in the, um, we have a social worker that comes into our building um, and she floats to different schools because we have many small schools. Um, She was really the one that brought that to me to begin with because she sees some of my students. And so I think that carryover of people that we trust in the building that we're working with we're all doing similar, consistent, we're using the same language and we're practicing the same strategies with them. Just like when we practice learning how to read or learning how to do math and we use certain strategies for those things, same thing goes for your emotional support and that SEL component. Everyone using that same language, it helps children understand their emotions and being able to regulate what's going on with you in a in your overall sense of the, the word. So. Absolutely. And there's no way they're going to be able to learn if they're not regulated. Right. So first and foremost, it's like, let's get our minds right and our bodies right. And absolutely, thank you so much for modeling that for your students. Thank you. And thank you for all you do, Monica. Unfortunately, that is it um, for today's episode, but we so appreciate having you here. Well, I am very appreciative that I got this opportunity to do this. As always, please leave us a review where you listen to podcasts as it helps us reach more educators like you. Follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Asoche and on Instagram at MyIReady. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, please email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We're here for you. Well, and I learned a lot. I'm excited to look up bilateral yes. stimulation. Yes. That's something new. I mean, I, I just kept thinking about the Macarena when exactly which which is a version of I don't know if that you know but it's I just I'm excited because I I have a some little people in my life that I actually think this would be really wonderful for us so we appreciate you you keep doing you can't wait to meet you um in the future and until we meet again be you be true be extraordinary the extraordinary educators podcast is produced by curriculum associates Editing by Danielle Sullivan, social media by At City Hannon, guest booking by Siri Liberis, music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIReady and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. 